Desmond Ritter has shown promising signs of growth the last few weeks, but the turnovers still remain a concern. So is the glass half full or half empty when it comes to evaluating their young quarterback at this point in the season? You are Locked On Falcons, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, everyone, to another illustrious episode of the Locked on Falcons podcast, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, part of Locked on Sports Atlanta, your team every day. And today's episode of Locked on Falcons is brought to you by the Game Time app. All you got to do is download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked on NFL for $20 off your first purchase, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So, guys, if you don't know me, I'm your very humble host, Aaron Freeman. Uh, formerly covered Falcons for many years at falcfans.com. RIP used to be on Twitter at falcfans. RIP still going strong here on this illustrious podcast, though. Right? You also may know me as Sirius Black, as Mr. Drew, as so many other aliases. But of course, we want to give a special shout out to the everydayers, though, that make this very illustrious podcast. Uh, their first listen each and every day and to become an everyday all you got to do guys is subscribe or follow for free on youtube or wherever you listen to podcasts so today's episode features a first time appearance from our guest miles garrett of fox 5 atlanta sports anchor and reporter there uh and he's going to talk with us about his thoughts on this week seven game against the tampa bay buccaneers talk about desmond ritter you know if the glass is half full or empty for him talk about the defense talk about the running game all those various things so without further ado Let's jump into that conversation with Miles Garrett of Fox 5 Atlanta right now. Welcome back, everyone, uh, to another illustrious episode of the Lockdown Falcons podcast with a illustrious guest. He is the all-pro defensive end for the Cleveland. I'm sorry. I make that mistake all the time. I had to, I had to get it in there. Yeah. Um, we, of course, are joined by Miles Garrett, not the all-pro defensive end for the Cleveland Browns, although I'm sure Miles Garrett playing well has been more beneficial to your mentions as of late, but of course, we're talking about Miles Garrett, the sports anchor uh, and reporter for Fox 5 Atlanta. Miles, my friend, welcome to the show. Good to be back, Aaron. Missed you on Twitter here lately. So uh, <laughs> good, to, good to talk Falcons with you. I appreciate that. I don't think, I think you're probably the only person that misses me on Twitter, but uh, <laughs> well, let's talk about this Falcons week seven win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And let's talk about Desmond Ritter, right? He's been the, the sort of topic du jour on these Twitter streets that I am no longer part of um and you know i'm curious to pick your brain on sort of where you're at with desmond ritter especially over the last couple of games where you've seen an uptick in his performance but you've also seen some of those hiccups with the three turnovers and back-to-back games three interceptions against washington three fumbles against tampa bay but like i'm looking at some of the other numbers and, and looking at you know desmond ritter's you know adjusted net yards per attempt being over seven which is typically on par with a top 10 quarterback if you look at other advanced metrics like expected points added uh epa he's eighth in epa over the last three weeks so a lot of numbers are telling you that desmond ritter is playing better but there's those numbers with the turnovers that suggest that maybe this is still an issue so i'm just curious miles when you look at it do you look at it from that sort of glass half full perspective or do you look at it as a glass half empty it's an interesting spot, honestly, because I think right now you're sort of getting close to that area where you're like, okay, he's going to need to start showing some things soon now because, you know, it's, it's, 
you still, I think it's safe to say, consider him a rookie because I believe it's only 10 games he's played right now, 10, 11 or something like that. And, you know, I've seen, I've seen this all over Twitter, you know, a lot of Falcons fans comparing his first few starts to Matt Ryan's first few starts to Michael Vick's first few starts. And they're honestly fairly comparable. You know, even when you compare the wins, the, the touchdowns, the interceptions, you know, again, different game when Matt entered the league, when Mike entered the league, you know, it was more run centric, wasn't as pass heavy um, as it has basically become at this point. But all that being said, you look at it from that perspective and he's doing great. He's on a good trajectory to, to be where he needs to be. Now, the turnovers are an issue because the, the, the turnovers that he's having are, I don't want to call them inexcusable, but just it's stuff you need to know. Uh, I was talking with DJ Shockley yesterday when we did our post game show, you know, just stuff as simple as when you run into the end zone and the ball is in your hand facing the defender. I mean, he, he said it himself, that's, that's quarterbacking one-on-one, you know, you got to have the ball away from the defender, you know, just little things like that. Now I think those two other turnovers you can potentially not put on him. I think that, that uh, fumble at the one yard line, you can partially accredit that to Drew Dahlman and the snap exchange there. Uh, and then of course you have the fumble where, you know, he kind of gets hit, you know, it's just a, a good play by the defense there that sort of happens. Uh, but of course I think that fumble there in the end zone that he had as he was running in was the more blatant. one. So all those things considered, I think we're getting close to sort of that judgment call to where you need to kind of figure out if he's your guy long-term. But that being said, he's still, has his moments where you're like, okay, like this is what they're seeing. You know, that throw to Scotty Miller, you know, the throw to Kaderil Hodge on the first play of the game. You know, he, he gets some zip on it. He's got, I think he's got a lot more arm strength than people give him credit for. He, he really can throw the ball. I think we saw it a few weeks ago uh, with the, the Mac Hollins catch, you know, when he throws it deep, uh, you know, some, a lot of folks said he underthrew it, but I believe that was about a 60, 70 yard throw. I mean, it, he, it was a long throw and he was fairly accurate with it. So there's a lot of things to consider, but if, if, we're answering a glass half full, glass half empty. It's kind of difficult to to give a yes or no answer on that just because we are getting close to that, you know, decision. And with that decision, he is working through some mistakes. Arthur Smith has said it. He's putting them in position to win games. He did it this past week. Um, you know, he could have thrown another interception there. He could have fumbled the ball, but no, he led a good drive down the field hitting Kyle. That was a great throw to Kyle Pitts. Um, you know, obviously Kyle made the play that necessary to get into field goal range, but it was a good throw. So it's weird. He just kind of has these, these moments where you, you see what they're seeing, but then it's just these facepalm moments where you're like, come on, you gotta, you can't do that. You know, it's just sort of this basic stuff. So it's kind of hard to answer that question I'd say. Yeah, no, I understand. Cause it was frustrating yesterday with the, the, that fumble that you're talking about where he gets stripped at the goal line. And like two weeks ago, this was what I talked about in Lockdown Falcons because he had a touchdown run against Houston yep. where the ball happened. got knocked out as he was one. crossing yeah. the, the plane. But fortunately, he had crossed the plane. And so that's what you're talking about where it's like these mistakes are like it's it'd be one thing if he's making new mistakes and you'd mm-hmm. be like, OK, well, this is just part of the growing process. Absolutely. But when it's situations like that, especially in, in a t- tight ball game where it's like if they score that touchdown, like, you know, not to say the Falcons are, you know, cruising to victory, but you're feeling a lot more comfortable about their ability to win that Absolutely. game late. Um, and so those are the frustrating things. But I think there's certainly reasons to be optimistic that he's trending in the right direction. You just got to have to see that trend continue over the next couple of weeks. Um, and hopefully over that period of time, you'll also see the turnovers stop being uh, the issue that they have been 
so far through seven starts this year. So, and, and I think one interesting nugget too, um, you know, I think I saw this on Twitter the other day as well. Just it might be frustrating to hear this, but you take away, and again, this this sounds such a you know Homer stat to throw out there, but you take away those turnovers. Des had a really good game yesterday. It was very efficient, nineteen and twenty-five through the year. Outside of those three turnovers, you know, it, it, it was a pretty good game. You, you're seeing that improvement. So, like I was saying, it's just it's sort of this extreme hot, extreme cold growth process you're seeing with him. Yeah, definitely. So, I I think the glass is half um, full at this point. You know, I, I want to say that, but then you know, next week if, if he turns the ball over three times again, roller coaster. I, I, yeah, it'll it'll you know, it, it's it's been a roller coaster of a ride with him so far. But I think there's reasons to believe that he's trending in the right direction. We'll just sort of have to see if that becomes true, right? That's mm-hmm. it's a level of patience that we need to have that very few people have i think when it comes to especially young quarterbacks so especially quarterbacks yeah yeah yeah. so we will talk about something that we don't have to patiently wait for uh, as we continue today's episode talking about how the defense has been impressive in every game this week uh or this season and we'll get miles thoughts on you know what to him was the most impressive from this defense specifically in this bucks game as well as what he's seen from them this season so we'll get into that guys as we continue today's locked on falcons So, guys, we know that the success of the Atlanta Falcons depends on the team that they surround their quarterback with. And you also may be a small business owner or hiring manager that knows that your team in 2023 also depends on who you bring into your building. And the great thing is that you don't have to worry about getting punched in the mouth by Vita Vea or Jeffrey Simmons in order to find the right people. Right. All you got to do, do is go to LinkedIn jobs, right? LinkedIn jobs is going to allow you the platform that's going to be able to get your job in front of the qualified candidates that you want to match with that have the right skills, experiences that are going to help you achieve your goals. It's very easy with LinkedIn to put in front of millions of member profiles. You can rate and screen applicants based off of the job qualifications that you're looking for all in one platform. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs, number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs is going to help you find a qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Now, I'm sure there are many of you out there that have $10 right now in your pocket, and you would love an easy way to turn that $10 into $250. And I got the thing for you. It's Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports all you got to do is pick two or more players right and based off of more or less on their projected stats uh right you can win your money and the more entries you make the more money you win up to 25 times the money on your entry price picks is easy it's simple you just open the app you just put more on Bijan robinson although that probably wouldn't have helped you out last week and probably not the last two weeks but it's usually a safe way to go. Just go more on Bijan's projections, or you know, you can zig and zag and, and go less if if you're feeling that type of way, right? And that's how you can turn ten dollars into two hundred and fifty dollars. You're already halfway there. Just get one more uh, on the, those projections by going to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use promo code locked on NFL for that deposit match. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. So continuing here with Miles Garrett of Fox 5 Atlanta, we are talking about the Falcons' uh, defensive performance. And 
once again, for the seventh week in a row, this Falcons defense played uh, an excellent game, kept this team uh, in the game so that, you know, the offense could go out there and win it late uh, with that young way coup walk off field goal, which I think is now the third time we've had a game winner from young way coup this year. So um, definitely, you know, the defense has been doing their part. And I'm just curious, Miles, watching the game yesterday, what was sort of the most impressive thing that you saw from the defense against the Bucs and, and maybe as well as what's been most impressive about that unit throughout the season? I think just basically getting the stops where you need to get the stops. I mean, they, they can't carry this team forever. Like, you know, they basically have all season long. I mean, it, the, the, the running joke, I think, is you put this defense with the Falcons from 2008 to 2017. Who knows how many Super Bowls they had because that was always the conversation. You, know, you had the offense, but the defense was always lacking. I think it's kind of vice versa this year. But, uh, no, I, I think yesterday, especially there with the um, David Onyemata sack late in the game, the Bucks are driving downfield. And, you know, it's, it's oh, man, like, are they going to score a touchdown? Falcons are going to have to score a touchdown to win the game. David Onyemata makes the big sack. I think you go – the drive before that where the bucks are also driving downfield richie grant comes up with an interception so it's sort of that bend but don't break thing i mean it's it, and it's not even that i feel like that's even kind of being rude to them just because mm-hmm. of the the points they haven't given up this season they haven't given up a lot of points but i think feel like you see a lot where they'll the other the opposing team will drive downfield and then you know suddenly it goes three and out just abruptly stops like that so the secondary has been obviously an extreme strong point for this team. I said it in the preseason just because of adding Jesse Bates as your quarterback back there, A.J. Terrell. We know what he can do. I know he had kind of a not as good game against Mike Evans, but he did have some bright moments. Mike Evans is the best receiver in the division. So, you know, you've you got best versus best there. I think Mike Evans may have gotten the better of him there. But the emergence of Jeff Akuda has been huge. I'd love to see a, a potential extension for him if he can stay healthy, of course. Um, and Richie Grant, I think Richie Grant has, is especially yesterday, I think you're starting to see him kind of come out a little bit. He started off a little slow this season, I think. Uh, I was a little surprised to see Jalen Hawkins sort of disappear like he did. And of course, you know, he was released, but uh, he was a guy that I thought was going to maybe have a little bit more of an impact for this team. But regardless, the secondary has been a strong suit. And I really did think the loss of Troy Anderson was going to hurt this linebacking core a lot more than it has. Caden Ellis has stepped up big time for this group. Lorenzo Carter has done his thing there. So you've seen a lot of guys who have kind of picked, taken up the slack a little bit. I want to see Arnold Ebiketti get to the quarterback a little bit more. I think that's the big glaring thing for this defense so far is just the lack of sacks because they're not giving up points, but, and they're giving they're getting pressure too. Like they're getting in the vicinity of the quarterback. They're making him very uncomfortable, but those sack numbers just aren't quite what I think you want them to be at this point. They still don't have that edge rusher of sorts that's why you're seeing all the the danielle hunter talk of course for good reason he's the best in the league so um yeah i mean i I think it's been a plethora of good things for that defensive side but i think the main thing has been getting a stand when you need it because they're putting the offense constantly in position to win the game and keeping them in it so i think that's the biggest thing for them well since you brought it up you know might as well go deeper on it we're about a week away from the trade trade deadline so are you count yourself in the camp of you know let's make a move and get another pass rusher in here it's hard because the defense has been doing so well like i I, i'm honestly at the camp of you know get an offensive player because the offense is the one that's struggling right now i mean obviously a guy like danielle hunter would take this defense to another level but the defense hasn't been your issue this season it's been offense you need sort of that spark there and 
whether or not that falls on the quarterback, on the you know the play calling, who knows? You know, maybe you could use some offensive line help or another receiving threat. I feel like they're relatively set at running back. I think that's probably the strongest suit yeah. they have on offense. But uh, I feel like those are sort of the two glaring positions on offense that maybe you'd want to make a move for. Um, but yeah, I mean, if the Falcons did make a move theoretically for a Danielle Hunter, I don't think you'd find anyone upset about that just because of what he brings to the table and let's be honest, this team hasn't had a bonafide edge rusher since John Abraham. So uh, it's very much needed for this team and uh, could take this defense to another level. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get it. You know, I don't, I don't see a hunter trade being likely. I don't see the Falcons making that big, bold move for uh, an edge rusher like that. Um, But I, I certainly understand why people are pushing for it because it does feel like, that's going to probably be a priority this offseason. And, you know, if you can make that move today as opposed to waiting six months, it makes sense. But we'll we'll see what comes of that. I'm sure we'll talk more about potential trade options later this week on Lockdown Falcons. But we'll wrap up today's episode talking about the Falcons running game, uh, which looked pretty solid, looked like the old Falcons running game with 156 yards against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, and so I'll pick Miles' brain to see if he thinks this running game is back to form after going quiet for a couple of weeks. And we'll get into that as we wrap up today's episode. Guys, buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be stressful. And game time is the fast and easy way to buy all the tickets to sports, music, comedy, theater, new you. They have last minute killer deals, all in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guaranteed. Game time is taking the guesswork out of buying tickets. It's the only ticketing app that you need. It's going to give you peace of mind with every purchase. You can see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what you're getting when you arrive. You're getting all-in prices, so you're not going to be slapped with any hidden fees, and you can buy your tickets in just seconds with two taps. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create an account. Use the code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. So wrapping up here with Miles Garrett of Fox 5 Atlanta, uh, let's talk about this running game. And it's been a couple of weeks with the Falcons not being able to, to get their run game going. They were able to do that against a tough Bucks front, and they were able to do it without Bijan Robinson uh, to the tune of 156 yards rushing. You got some value from Desmond Ritter. You got uh, Tyler Algier and, and Cordero Patterson. And, and it looked a lot like the 2022 Falcons running game with Marcus Mariota out there running like uh, Ritter was and, and you know, sort of Algier and, and CP being that two-headed backfield that was very productive last year, top three rushing attack. Um, and so it's like, okay, like it, it's starting to feel like they're back to form. And it's like, okay, once we get Bijan back doing what he's been doing, you know, all of a sudden now the vision of this being the most dominant, overwhelming run game in the history of football, uh, you know, feels like it could start to come to fruition. But am, am I putting the cart before the horse or, you know, are you feeling like that when it comes to this running game as well? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think a lot of Falcons fans have been sort of waiting to see what Cordero Patterson is going to be doing this season because he hasn't really done anything so far this year, whether that's because of injury or just because of the success of B. John Robinson, you haven't really had to use a guy like him. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think yesterday's game showed you that he is still Cordero Patterson. He can still run the ball very effectively 
in this Falcons offense. And Tyler Algier, too. I mean, he's another guy who really kind of had a, a big game for the first time in a long time. I mean, people forget very quickly. This was a 1,000-yard rusher last year. Tyler Algier is still a dude back there. Um, and even in the passing game, he had that one big catch there. Uh, I believe it was on third down from Desmond kind of going downfield. So he does have that receiving threat as well. But one thing I would like to see more of, and I think we saw a little bit of it yesterday, is more of Des running the ball. Because I think that adds an entirely new dynamic to this rushing attack. Because, you know, it is sort of a double-edged sword because you don't want to see Des take too many hits that he doesn't need to take. He's a quarterback at the end of the day. But I do think that adds another dimension to it because Desmond Ritter can run the ball. This isn't Matt Ryan back there. I don't even think this is Marcus Mariota back there. I think Desmond is a lot better runner than people give him credit for. Now, he does need to hold on to the football a little bit better. But I do think at the end of the day, using those read options with him can be extremely effective in this in open space because, I mean, all the eyes are going to be on Bijan Robinson, Tyler Algier, all those guys for good reason. They're dynamic playmakers. But I think Desmond can make some more things happen. I'll, I'll use those words uh, with his legs, whether that's in the passing game or the running game. Uh, I have been impressed with his pocket mobility. He does a very good job, I think, of kind of staying in the pocket and not freaking out like we kind of saw last year with Marcus Mariota. I think he sort of would just lock in on a first read a lot and just kind of use his legs after that. But I think there's kind of a happy medium there you can see with Desmond that once he gets more comfortable back there, he can feel more okay with using his legs to sort of put the defense off balance and make them consider him, maybe get a guy off of Bijan Robinson, get a guy off of a wide receiver. So I'd like to see that element of the running game, but I do think that yesterday was a great indication of it still works. You know, it, it, teams haven't figured it out yet. Like Arthur Smith does a very good job of, of scheming up good plays for his rushing attack. And, um, you know, hopefully Bijan Robinson's head is uh, feeling okay this upcoming week and uh, things will return to normal. Yeah, definitely. It's, it was nice to see. Cause I, I just, that was probably the biggest disappointment for me through the last couple of weeks, which is like, where, where, where's the Falcons run game at? You know, it's like, this was the promise. And well, uh, to, to defense's credit, you know, you, 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 you got to play to your strengths, you know, you, you know what the Falcons main thing is it's running the ball so you want to make Desmond Ritter beat you and to their credit it has worked the last few weeks so I think that was sort of a big element of it not all of it but I do think it was a big element that they wanted to take that game out of the equation yeah definitely yeah you know and it just goes back to last year because like you know teams knew that the Falcons would run the ball right that they were like we'll try to make Marcus Mariota beat us and they couldn't really stop the run. And it was just like, you know, let's let's get back to that. Let's get back to just being able to run the football, regardless of, of you know, what defenses are doing like we were last year. And I thought yesterday's game showed that. And hopefully we'll see more of those games moving forward. And so if you have that sort of stable foundation of a run game, that's going to be a much better environment, I think, to see what Desmond Ritter can do and add to your offense as a passer uh, moving forward, if if you know your run game is good, as opposed to what it felt like the last couple of weeks where you had Ritter throwing the ball 40 plus times and it felt like you were rely, relying on Ritter to kind of carry your offense. And I don't think that's the place where the Falcons want to be. So I think yesterday's game you know, on the ground game was a, a breath of fresh air. And so I think that's more what you want from this team moving forward. And so 
it was good to sort of see that. But Miles, I appreciate you joining me. Are there any sort of parting words you want to let the listeners know or anything you want to plug before we duck out of here? Yeah, no, I mean, we, uh, uh, for those unfamiliar, we are the official partners of the Atlanta Falcons at Fox five. So, uh, for any Falcons coverage, you can check out my Twitter at, or X, whatever it is today at miles Garrett TV. We post all sorts of Falcon stuff for the only TV station that usually travels with the team. So we're always in the locker room post game, always there during practices during the week. So, uh, any and all Falcons coverage, that's where you can find me. Absolutely. Go guys, check them out. Miles, again, appreciate you for coming on your first appearance here on Lockdown Falcons. We, we'll 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 try to get you back on sooner because you know I've been sort of been like, oh, I need to get Miles on the podcast for it's been like probably over a year. And it's every I'm like, oh, I'll wait, I'll wait, and then just procrastinating. So we'll we'll get you back on hopefully. You know, you don't you won't have to wait another year uh, to get on. <laughs> hey, that. hopefully you're back on Twitter soon so we can have more interaction. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah. I don't hold your breath on that one. Uh <laughs> but appreciate you again, Miles. Uh thank you for joining us on today's Locked On Falcons. So, guys, that's gonna do it for us here. Again, want to thank again Miles Garrett for joining us on today's episode. I'm sure he enjoyed me calling him confusing him with the all pro defensive end. I'm sure he hasn't heard that a million times before, but yeah, you know, here on this illustrious podcast, we love to run a joke into the ground. So uh, we'll just keep on doing that and we'll keep trucking along this week. We'll be back tomorrow with an all 22 review. You know, I I try not to go into these with too much of a mindset of what exactly I'm going to break down, but one of the things I, I will focus on and we'll see if, you know, I have thoughts on it enough to share it on the all 22 review tomorrow will be sort of Ritter versus the blitz. So that will be something I'll pay extra attention to. Uh, and we'll see if I have additional thoughts that can, you know, turn that into a five to 10 minute segment of that film review. But for those of you that are interested in, uh, you know, checking that out, the, the all 22 reviews are also our mailbag Q and a Q and a episode. So you can submit questions via a variety of platforms, email locked on Falcons at mail.com. Uh, you can do it on Twitter at lockdown Falcons. If, if you feel so inclined, but very low probability that I'll see it, I'll probably be more likely to look at the, uh, discord server, uh, locked on Falcons. You can find a link to that in the description below. And of course we also have the locked on Falcons insiders where you can get that one-on-one, conversation with me via text message uh it's 4.99 a month uh, but it's 14 day free trial you get that one-on-one uh conversation where you can ask those questions and you'll get priority on future q a's including tomorrow's episode if you submit a question via that uh just hit join subtext.com slash locked on falcons to join or hit that link in the description below but in addition to being getting that priority on on q a's and being able to provide your feedback on a whim you know if you're curious of you know should you add you know peas to your you know egg fried rice or something like that you know i can give you that take as well at you know 10 30 at night or whatever whatever you need i'm there for you that's the beauty of being a locked on falcons insider but of course you also get access to the extended all 22 review where typically you get an extra 30 minutes of high definition film breakdown in addition to what you know the, the commoners, the, the peasants get here on the, the uh, normal All-22 review. So check out that if you're interested in that. Uh, we've, we've gotten a lot of people that have given me the feedback that they've been, been enjoying it so far. 
this year. So again, hit that link in the description below for that. But that is going to do it for us here, guys. Uh, last pl thing I'll plug before we wrap up is uh, check out the Locked On NFL Kickoff Live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern time where you can get the upcoming preview of the upcoming games from Tanitra, Tanitra Davis, Tanitra Batiste, Jarvis Davis, and Kyle Krabs, as well as the local insiders from across the network. You'll get betting uh, angles and fantasy tips, all that and more. And it's just every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern time across the Locked On Network. So if you're subscribed to Locked On Falcons, you'll be able to check it out at 2 p.m. every Friday Eastern time. Uh, and if you aren't subscribed to this illustrious podcast uh, channel, then, you know, what are you doing? What are you doing with your life? You're, you're not living an illustrious life if you're not doing that. So uh, that is it, guys. Check out Locked On NFL Kickoff Live every Friday at 2 p.m. Check out Locked On Falcons as your first listen. Check out Locked On NFL as your second listen. And why not check out Locked On NFL Scouting, Locked On NFL Draft, as well as your third and fourth listens, especially since, you know, we're we're doing trades, man. We're talking trades this week. We got, you know, the Kevin Byer trade happened while I was talking, you know, with Miles and, you know, maybe the Titans are going to be sellers. And there's a certain person on the whiteboard behind me that, you know, they might be willing to sell to the Atlanta Falcons. The Eagles are very active with trading. You know, Howie's always open to trade. There's a guy on the whiteboard that the, the Falcons could trade for from the Philadelphia Eagles. So if you're listening to the audio version of the podcast and you're like, who are these people you're talking about, Aaron? And it's like, that's why you got to go check out the YouTube. But that's it, guys. Done talking. Appreciate you. Till then.